My hearing aid picks up horrible sounds that nobody else can hear. The following story is from the No Sleep subreddit from a user that goes by Theagla Strike so all credit to them. Without further introduction. Please enjoy. Ben eyeballed and blubbered. I could hear the doctor's voice. Following a motorcycle accident in early 2022, I lost my hearing and spent a tumultuous year in silence. I know many unfortunate people endure lifelong deafness, but my 18th year was the hardest of my life. For various reasons that aren't worth discussing, I had to wait a long time to receive a cochlear implant. The two-week post-surgery wait for my device's activation was possibly the most arduous part of the entire ordeal. I just wanted the doctor to turn on the damn thing. Even as I sat in the hospital on the big day, I didn't believe it would actually work. I was ecstatic to be proven wrong. Yes, I whispered to the doctor. I can hear you. My parents embraced me, and we erupted into a chorus of contented sobbing. My older sister, Beth looked up from her phone for a brief moment to acknowledge my existence does this mean i can't insult the spotty shit to his face anymore she asked grinning at me beth my mum huffed sorry about that dr stewart the old man chuckled no need to worry mrs hart this is an exciting time for all of you i'm sure now ben it's important that we monitor your progress okay if you experience any issues with the implant contact me. I nodded, smiling. I think I'd forgotten that I could actually speak again. Well, obviously, I never lost the ability to speak, but I had been self-conscious about the way my voice might sound. Thanks, Dr. Stewart. I croaked with tears in my eyes. I can't wait to listen to Radiohead again. Lord, give me strength. Beth muttered, as my family and I were gleefully gliding down the long corridors of the hospital, lost in conversation, I disregarded numerous red flags. Overwhelmed by the hospital's cacophony of sound, I didn't pay attention to the noises that only I could hear. It was in hindsight that I realized I'd been overlooking unusual things from the second my implant had been activated. Where I asked my sister, I didn't say anything. Widow. Mum. Ben's ears are broken again. Beth said. I snorted at her sassy quip, though my mum didn't seem to find it quite as funny. Still, I frowned, as I was certain I heard a voice say, in the doorway. I shook it off, assuming that I just needed to accustom myself to the implant. I thought I'd simply mistaken a voice on the radio for my sister. When we arrived home, there was a welcome party of friends from my sixth form and relatives I hadn't seen in a long time. It was a jubilant occasion. My first ordinary evening in a year. The last ordinary evening of my life. It was on that first night, as I lay in bed, that some unholy breeze seeped beneath my duvet, biting my flesh with frozen fangs. Something was in the room with me. I could feel it. Or, rather, I could hear it. Everyday noises sounded, but they were entirely out of place. Fingernails tapping a wooden surface. Glass clinking glass. Rustling. One particular sound was quite unnerving. Squelching. Footsteps in the muck of our rain-soaked garden. I ran to my bedroom window, looked outside, and saw nothing. But the foreboding footsteps persisted. The doctor had warned that things would sound tinny, but that wasn't what I was experiencing. My family and friends had all sounded robotic as they spoke. The voice in the car and the footsteps in the mud, 
however, had a distinctness to them, more intimate than any sound I'd ever heard, even before losing my hearing. It was at that moment I recalled my walk through the hospital. Every noise, whether it had been my mother's voice or clacking computer keys, sounded slightly muffled and distorted, and yet, a silky smooth voice had been buried somewhere in the mix. I just hadn't been able to distinguish the words over the racket. I sat upright in my bed and listened to the paste. Purposeful footsteps. I did consider that a noisy neighbor might be strolling through their own squelching garden. I considered that I'd simply gain superhuman hearing. Eventually, the footsteps ceased, and I lay down, tucking myself beneath the duvet and closing my eyes. In the doorway, my toes curled until the nails had burrowed painfully into my flesh. It was the whispery voice that I had heard in the car. It sounded as if it had been whispered directly into my ear. My eyelids flew open. I sprang to a sitting position. There was nobody in the room. But I know what I heard. It wasn't an implant glitch. It wasn't the radio. It was a real voice. I started to hyperventilate. My skin itching under the weight of the invisible eyes that watched me. To an outside observer, all of this might be easily explainable, but I know what I heard, and I know what I felt. There was a real and present danger in that room. I didn't get any sleep. I sat in the dark for hours, eyeballing my bedroom wall. When I finally heard my sister stroll across the landing to get ready for work, I exhaled. I was still quivering, but at least I wasn't alone. She knocked on the door and entered without waiting for a reply. How'd you sleep? Dickhead she asked. Any problems with the implant heart still racing? I feigned a smile and shook my head. I heard your deep, masculine snores from the other end of the landing. It's working perfectly. Beth smiled and leant calmly against the doorframe. Jokes aside, I missed our dumb chats. God, it's good to be able to talk to you again. Ben. I smiled, rubbing the sleep out of my eyes, and looked up to reply to my sister. To my horror, I found myself looking at a hand on Beth's shoulder, a decaying, near fleshless hand, seemingly detached from any visible body. It tightly clenched my sister. You alright, little man she asked, wincing and clutching her shoulder. You look a bit pale. Maybe you before my sister could say another word. The frightful fingers tightly clawed into her body and tugged. Beth was torn backwards, wrenched by a phantom force, and she tumbled over the banisters on the upstairs landing. I screamed and ran out of my room, only to find myself standing at the top of the stairs, faced with a sight I cannot scrub from my memory. My sister's body lay crumpled and disfigured at the foot of the staircase. My parents quickly emerged, screeching incoherently for help. As I stood there, transfixed by the horror of events unfolding around me, I felt something haunting, a hand on my own shoulder, words tentatively trickled into my ear, it's not polite to eavesdrop, Benjamin.